0: and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life.
1: This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion and power. Dominion and power. I, have the I, have. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. Abraham are mine. And I can do I can what do. The, Word can do. the Word says I can do. I can do all things, do all things through, Christ through Christ who gives me, gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My, mind is alert. my spirit is receptive,
0: spirit
1: is receptive. As, I as I am taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better. For the better. And I will never Be the same again. again. Amen. Amen. May be seated. In the fall, we began a new series entitled Taking Action Today for a Better Tomorrow. Today's message is entitled Reinventing You by Changing What You Do. Sometimes in a message, you'll hear us say, "Now, Now, don't think about what your neighbor needs to change. Or husbands don't think about what your wife needs to change. Wives don't think about what your husband needs to change. You think about what you can do better which you can change. Jesus taught that in the Sermon on the Mount, that before you go looking at the speck of dust in someone else's eye, first pull the plank, the log, out of your own eye. Today's message is entitled, Reinventing You by Changing What You Do. One of our launching scriptures in this series has been Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, that our wonderful Heavenly Father, He is able to do immeasurably more. He's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. That is true. But what if we demonstrate no initiative on our own behalf? Will our Heavenly Father really do it all for us? And of course, the answer is no. We have to take action. And as we begin a new year, you can take action in your life for a better tomorrow. You can take action in your life for better circumstances. And regardless of what anyone has told you, you can reinvent you, you can reinvent your life, you can have a better life by changing what you do. To bring forth good things in life, you have to develop faith in God, and you have to develop your inner man, your spirit, the real you. You have to have faith in God, and you have to have faith in yourself, faith that you can do it, faith that you can take action, faith that you can change your life and circumstances for the better. And this requires the right mindset. So you have to renew your mind to the Word of God. Then you have to take action and reinvent whatever you want to reinvent in your life by changing what you do. And we change our lives by changing how we think and by changing what we do, by changing the actions we take. I said earlier in the series, we say this quite often, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing while expecting a different result. So if you want to end 2022 better, in whatever area of life than 2021, you got to take some different actions. You've got to take some greater action. Say this, say, My heavenly Father, father. He is able he is to do immeasurably more do immeasurably. than all I can ask or imagine. Ask or say, his power, his power is at work, at work. in my life. During the first service, my father shared how in 1970 when his parents moved, he was going to a new school, he just decided to reinvent himself during those critical high school years, to participate in sports, to get in better shape, to no longer do his hair the way his parents had always done it, which was the cheapest possible cut, a buzz cut, nothing wrong with buzz cuts, amen, to change his hair, talk his dad into contacts, He used going to a new school as an opportunity to reinvent himself. And my father said at 9 a.m., that may sound like a superficial example, but as we begin the new year, the point is, if you are unhappy or unsatisfied or you want better circumstances in any area of life, you can take action to change your life and to change your circumstances for the better. Now I know we just came through Christmas and New Year's, it seems almost wrong to mention weight, but part of all that's going on in our nation and the world, we have to do our part, we have to take care of ourselves, amen? You know, we live in Texas, literally it was 70 something degrees yesterday morning, and it's like it was 20 degrees when we woke up this morning. So you you can't be one of those Texans walking around in shorts and flip flops when it's 20 degrees. You gotta take care of yourself, amen. And that's part of the travesty of what's gone on. People not taking care of themselves, those in charge not prescribing, laying out, setting forth any preventative treatments, and people just waiting till they're, it's an emergency, and then going to the hospital. That's not taking action for a better tomorrow. You gotta do your part, you gotta take care of yourself. When I was in college, about my sophomore year, I just decided I, I wanted to lose weight. Well, when you're young, you don't have to do a lot to lose weight. I just started watching what I ate. I just stopped drinking soda. And uh, Jessica will tell you, when we first started dating, I went, when we go to a Mexican restaurant, I would not eat chips. And she's rubbed off on me, and now I eat chips when I go to a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. So I, I got to work on that. Amen. But when I, in those college years, when I, I brought myself to avoid... lot of bread to avoid chest the weight just fell right off the point is whatever area of life you want better circumstances you can take action today for a better tomorrow number one prosperity and success are about what's on the inside prosperity and success are about what's on the inside the good things of life the good things of God flow out from within Again, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. That's where the power of God is at work. It's at work within you. And we release the power of God from within. We release the good things of life from within. Turn over to Matthew 12, beginning in verse 33. Jesus said, make a tree good, and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. But a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, who? How can you say? How can you, who are evil, say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings forth good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. So good things come from within. And that's why we have to renew our minds to the Word of God. And we have to watch. We have to guard what we allow to be deposited into our lives. Verse 36, but I tell you men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. Now, I'm always horrified when on social media I, I see people I know share things like, that would lead people to believe it doesn't matter how we live. It doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter what we say. Because I know that to be a lie from the word of God. Jesus said that there's coming a day when we're going to have to give an account for every careless word that has been spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted. And by your words you will be condemned. So good things come from within. Now bad things too. But good things come from within. The good man. What kind of man? The good man or the good woman. We could say it this way, the righteous man or the righteous woman brings good things out of the good stored up in him. So we have to guard, and we have to watch what we allow to be deposited into our lives. Jesus said in Luke 18, consider carefully how you listen. Solomon wrote in Proverbs 4 and verse 23, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So we have to watch what we allow to be deposited into our lives. And we love everyone, and we're to walk in love, but that doesn't mean you have to allow someone to constantly dump into your life or into your ears. Sometimes young couples deal with this. Whose home they're going to go over to for Christmas or New Year's or Thanksgiving, what relatives they're going to allow their children to be around. And this comes up because as parents... They're being careful about what they're allowing to be deposited into their children's lives. And young parents don't feel bad about it because the deposits will later come forth. The deposits will later bear a harvest. You know, I can remember their times growing up. Christine and I were little and there would be relatives over and my parents wouldn't be around and we might be outside. I, I can picture one day just as clear as it happened yesterday. Christina and I were outside with the relative, and he was saying mean, cruel, and awful things to us while my parents weren't around. So don't, don't feel bad about guarding your life or guarding the hearts, the lives of your children, because we bring forth what is within. Good things come from within, and the power of God, the ability of God is released from within. And we can each change our lives by changing how we think and what we do. Say it again. Say, my Heavenly Father is, a- he is able to do immeasurably more. And His power is at work in my life. Number two, to receive what God has for you, you have to renew your mind to the Word of God. And as we start the new year, it's a great opportunity to get into the Word of God and to begin renewing your mind to the Word of God. If you do the daily Bible reading, which we have on the church website or on the app, over the course of the year, you'll read the entire Bible. And you might want to move quicker than that. Read it twice, read it three times. But if you don't read the Bible at all, don't start out by saying you're going to read it all in the month of January. The point is to get into the Word, to meditate on the Word day and night, and to begin renewing your mind to the Word of God, to renew your mind to what's possible, to change how you're thinking and align your thinking up with the Word of God. Romans 12, beginning in verse 1, the Apostle Paul wrote, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Paul was writing to Christians living in a pagan world and a pagan culture. So Paul, like any other New Testament writer, would affirm it does matter how we live. And his point to the believers at Rome was offer the entirety of your life, your entire body to our Heavenly Father as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. It is our spiritual act of worship. And we have to do something. Verse 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. There are believers, and they're saved, they're born again, but they believe, and they act, and they talk just like the world. And as a result, they're defeated. And that's why they fail to walk in the blessings of God's Word. Paul in Romans was writing to believers. He was writing to Christians in Rome. And he told them to offer the entirety of their lives as living sacrifices. He told them to not conform any longer to the world's pattern, but to be transformed, to transform their lives by renewing their minds to the Word of God. Paul said, then, I like to say it this way, then and only then will you be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Why are there believers and they don't know what to believe? It's because they don't spend any time in the Word of God. Why are there believers and they don't know what the will of God is? there, There are believers and by their actions, they would seem to indicate they don't know that the Word says, don't be yoked together with unbelievers. Well, Why don't they know that? They're not spending time in the Word. And that's how we renew our minds, by getting into the Word meditating on it day and night, and renewing our minds, changing our thinking to line up with the Word of God. And there are no shortcuts. Tell your neighbors, say, there are no shortcuts. shortcuts. Tell your other neighbors, say, there are no shortcuts. shortcuts. And for the believer, this, this is the key to success, renewing your mind to the Word of God. And maybe you did a good job of renewing your mind to the Word of God in 2021, well, we've all got to keep renewing our minds to the Word of God in 2022. And I say it would benefit us all to do a better job renewing our minds to the Word of God in 2022. And so if you're a believer, but you're still involved in sexual immorality or a wrong thought life, or there are other things in your life like envy, jealousy, strife, anger, things you know are not pleasing to God, then you're still conforming to the world's pattern. This comes up in another way. When someone's a new believer and they first come to Christ, over time as they are in Christ and in church and in the Word of God, worldly things fall off of them over time. But you know someone's not in the Word, or when they come to church they're not hearing the Word of God, when they've been a believer 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, and they act like the world and they talk like the world, and they believe like the world, and they conduct themselves the way the world conducts themselves, and they even dress the way the world dresses. And I know this is heavy for uh, the first Sunday of the new year. Amen. You're like, Austin, those people are not here on the first Sunday of the new year. If we want to live a life pleasing to God, we can't be like the world. And I know we all want to be liked, we all want to be accepted, but especially in the time we're living in, if we want to live a life pleasing to God, we've got to get past caring what the world thinks. We've got to get past seeking the approval of the world. So there are believers, and sadly, they still conform to the world's pattern. And that's why there are believers, and they're sick in their body, or they're in need or lack. That's why there are believers, and they're defeated in their home. They're defeated in their marriage, their family. They're defeated in their work. They're saved. They're born again. They would say they love the Lord, but they are still so much like the world in what they believe or think or say. Their their harvest is the world's harvest. They reap what the world reaps. And the result is God's word is not working in their life. You got to make the word work in your life. And you do that by renewing your mind to the word and then taking action on the Word of God. Paul wrote, be transformed. Say, be transformed. be transformed. So we're talking about a complete transformation. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation means a metamorphosis. The Greek word means a complete and total change. It means ceasing to be one thing. And you read Romans, that means ceasing to be that old man or that old woman, and becoming a new man, a new woman in Christ Jesus. And so, of course, we should no longer be like the world and act like the world. This is the change a caterpillar goes through when it becomes a butterfly. And guess what? A butterfly no longer looks like a caterpillar. There's been a change, a transformation. So this is not just a little progression. You know, there, there is some truth to the statement, work in progress. But when some people put work and progress on their Facebook, they mean no progress. I, I'm just a work in progress. Well, by that they mean there hasn't been progress made in the last 10 or 15 years. Don't, don't lie to yourself. Don't be, as James said, self-deceived. This is not just a little progression. This is a complete change. A complete transformation. Metamorphosis doesn't mean just learning a little more. So you can change your life by changing how you think and by changing what you do. And you can reinvent any area of your life by changing what you do. The Apostle John wrote in Third John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. We prosper as our soul prospers your soul though is your mind your will and your emotions your soul is not born again your spirit man the real you on the inside your spirit is born again but your soul is not born again therefore you have to do something with your soul your mind your will and your emotions our minds have to change our thought patterns have to change I was so grieved recently when a young man I know, we're not friends, we're acquaintances, but I know him, he knows me, we follow each other on social media. He's a pastor, but he was all proud. He got a t-shirt that said, normalize therapy. And his post was about how he's been in therapy for the last five, six, however many years. I want to make a t-shirt that says, normalize being a doer of the word of God. Normalize being in church on Sunday. Normalize putting God first. Normalize living the way Jesus taught. If you'll do things God's way, you'll get God's results. But when you do things the world's way, you get the world's results. And things don't change, but they keep charging you $200 or $300 by the hour. Too many believers don't renew their minds, they don't change their thought patterns. And so when they come to church, they just put on a happy face. But at home, or on the job, or during the week, they're the same old person. And the result is there are Christians who are depressed, or they're in therapy, or they're divorcing, or drinking, or committing adultery, or using drugs, just like the world. And that's not what our witness should be. That's not what our testimony should be. So the Word of God tells us how to think. It tells us what to think. And it tells us what to do. Turn in your Bible to Philippians 4, beginning in verse 8. Philippians 4, beginning in verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things so God's word tells us what to think about you you might say Austin does that mean I can police my thought life yes the Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart so is he Jesus in the sermon on the mount didn't lower the standards he raised the standards and he dealt with our thought life so what we think is important and god's word tells us what to think about as you renew your mind old thought patterns will fade away as you renew your mind to the word of god new thought patterns will replace old thought patterns so you have to recognize negative thinking confess it as sin and change and replace those thoughts with god thoughts by an act of your will choose to think about whatever is true or noble or right or pure or lovely or admirable or excellent or praiseworthy you know sometimes the young people come to Aaron and they'll say well is this a sin is that a sin you might come to me and say Austin well is it wrong to think about this or that well just ask yourself that question according to the word of God is it true is it noble Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? Maybe someone did you wrong in 2021. You got to put it in the hands of God. You got to let the Lord fight that battle. The Bible says vengeance is the Lord. So you might say, Austin, is it wrong to think about something terrible happening to them? Yes. Because that's not noble or pure or right. you got to line your life up with the Word of God. And that includes your thought life. And this is something we do every day. It is a lifetime process. In this world, we'll never reach the place where we can stop renewing our minds. For us as believers, it is the mind that hinders the fulfillment of God's perfect will in our lives. Too many Christians conform to the world. So, a Christian with a renewed mind bases their life on the Word of God. Feelings or experiences or circumstances don't change what they believe or do. God's Word, God's Word is the foundation and the guide for everything they do. So, don't live your life based on opinion or feeling. Retrain yourself to live a Word based life. It doesn't matter if the culture says something is right when it is wrong. The Bible says woe to those that call evil good and good evil. Woe to those that pose darkness as light. Doesn't matter what the world says. You've got to choose to go with what God says. So don't live your life based on opinions or feelings. Retrain yourself to live a word-based life. When people live by opinions or Experiences or feelings to defeat them, Satan just has to hand them a few negative experiences or circumstances. The renewed mind stays with the word. The renewed mind thinks, believes, and says and does what the word says. Smith Wigglesworth once said, I am not moved by what I feel or see. I am moved only by what I believe. And what I believe is the Word of God. Again, Matthew 12:35. The good man. What kind of man? The good man. We could say it this way, the righteous man. What kind of woman? The good woman. The righteous woman. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil out of the evil stored up in him. So good things come from within. And we release the power of God from within. So if you want good things to come forth in your life, you've got to bring them forth from within. And we're responsible. Say, say, I'm responsible. We're responsible for establishing the will of God in our lives. We're responsible for how much of God's plan comes to pass in our lives. Satan's plan is discouragement. And if you let him discourage you and discourage you and discourage you, and you don't take your refuge in the word of God, you may end up in counseling. Or you may end up in therapy. You may end up going to the world. But that is not God's best. We have to continually come back to the word of God day after day, week after week, month after month. Satan's plan is discouragement. He knows how to kill dreams and desires. He knows how to destroy motivation. So every day you got to get in the Word, and you have to renew your mind to the Word of God. Jesus said we must bring forth good things. And how do we do that? By depositing good things into our heart, into our lives. How do we do that? By depositing the Word of God into our hearts, into our lives. So when you're here on church on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, what are you doing? You're depositing good things into your life. And during the week, when you choose to listen to the Word of God or you choose to listen to faith-filled sermons instead of worldly music or instead of talk radio, which can be so negative or discouraging or other things that aren't edifying, when you choose to listen to the Word of God, you're depositing good things into your life. And when, as a Christian, you're careful about where you go and what you do and what you watch, what you listen to, what are you doing? You're guarding the deposits that are put into your life so later you can bring forth good things. Good things come from within, and you have to bring them forth. In our lives, you and I make the vision and then the vision makes us. You decide. Say, I decide. I decide. You decide what you deposit in your heart. You decide what you think and believe. You determine your vision. You decide whether you see opportunities or problems. You decide whether you see unemployment or employment. I read that wonderful letter from a precious older sister in the church. And even though one job came to an end, she she believes that her steps are ordered of the Lord for something better. Do you see the glass half full? Or do you see it half empty? You decide whether you see prosperity or poverty, whether you see health or sickness. You make the vision. Then the vision makes you. Tell your neighbor, say, you make the vision. vision. Then the vision makes you. you. Tell your other neighbor, say, you make the vision. vision. Then the the vision makes you. And what is a vision? It is a desire, a dream, a goal, a purpose, a direction, a plan, a blueprint, a map a destination. Vision is the motivating factor that drives you to overcome. So as we begin a new year, what is your vision in your life? Every person has a vision, whether good or bad. They see abundance or lack. They see problems or opportunities. They see blessings or curses. So don't have a small vision. Live a big life. Envision for your life what God our Heavenly Father envisions. The Bible tells us that without a vision, the people perish. Your heart sets the course for your life, and the good man or good woman brings forth good things. Circumstances manifest what's in the heart, so we each bring forth the treasure within. So make the right deposits into your heart. Take charge of your life and chart a new course. See, I can change my life by changing my thinking. Say, I can change my life life. by changing how I think think. and by changing what I think think. and by changing my actions. actions. Number three, to receive what God has for you, take action to change your life. Take Take action. Take action. Take action. Take action. Integrity is the state of being undivided. And the reason So many people make no progress is they're going this direction one day, they're going that direction the next day, then the day after that they're going another direction. Their life has no integrity. Their life has no consistency. Christian integrity means we're not divided in our words or actions. I'm not going to wake up on Monday and get online to find out what I believe. I believe what I believe based on the Word of God. And it's not going to change. Now, if I come to something in the Word of God and see I'm wrong, then I'm going to change. Amen. But I'm not believing one thing one day and something different the next. Christian integrity means we're not divided in our words or actions. People have trouble believing God. They have trouble operating in faith because they're divided in their beliefs, their words, their actions. Their lives lack integrity. Their lives lack consistency without integrity, you cannot live by faith. You've heard my father often say that we've got to get all the forces of our life lined up and moving in the same direction. How can you change your life for the better if you have no consistency of action? Young men, how can you find a wife if you never have a girlfriend? How can you have a girlfriend if you never ask anyone out on a date? How can you ever go on a date if you never talk to anyone in person? You might say, well, I liked her Instagram post. That does not count. Everybody's all excited now about the metaverse. You know what's fun? You know what's exciting? Real life. So you may be cool on Facebook or in the metaverse, and no, I'm not signing up for that. So now I sound like just an old (laughs) fuddy-duddy. But life is meant to be lived. Life is meant to be shared. And this virtual stuff, it is all geared to numb people to the reality of what's going on in the world and their freedom being taken away and their money being taken away and their property being taken away. You know, all these tech billionaires, as everybody signs up for the metaverse, all around the world, they're buying real assets and real property. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of acres. What's real is what counts. So you gotta take action today for a better tomorrow. Ladies, how can you change how you feel about yourself if you don't take care of yourself? And sometimes the husband can wait. Sometimes the children can wait. You know, sometimes we have dinner and it can get complicated and noisy because there's five children, and then there's me, and then there's Jessica, and it's amazing. We need one of those old-fashioned tables with the thing in the center. You just spin around. We need that so everybody can help themselves and no talking during dinner. But Jess will get every everybody good, everybody set and then there's this question and that question and this request and that request and sometimes she has that look or that motion or that command, not another question not another word sometimes you have to hit the pause button and take time for yourself to take care of yourself husbands, how can your wife feel different about herself if you don't allow her to spend any money on herself amen amen You know, it's amazing how men can always find money for what they want. Your husband will complain about a dress or a pair of shoes and then he'll come home with a new car. Young men, how can you find a mate if you take no action to look and feel your best? And I I know the new thing is how long you can grow your beard, amen, but uh, grooming and personal hygiene is important brushing your teeth, breath mints, all that good stuff, amen. And for all of us, how can you get that better job or promotion if you don't dress for success? Now, I realize what you do, you may not wear a suit to work, but whatever is the norm, you can dress with excellence. You can wash your clothes. You can iron your clothes. You can dress for success at whatever you do. How can you get that better job or promotion if you're always late? How can you get that better job or promotion if you lack diligence? For all of us, how can we change our weight without changing our diet? How can you change your weight without exercising or starting an exercise routine? Now, I joked about how in my early 20s, I just watched what I ate, stopped eating so much bread and stopped eating chips, and it was easy to lose weight. Those days are gone forever. And no, I'm not being negative. I'm just dealing with reality. But how can I change that area of my life without taking action? Weight is the result of what we eat and do. So to be healthier, to get in better shape, you got to take action and change what you eat and do. And listen, I know this isn't popular, but we love you and we see what's going on in the world. And part of what's going on is we all have to do a better job of taking care of the body that our Heavenly Father has blessed us with. It's easy to lose weight when you're young. So if you're young, take advantage of your young metabolism. To get out of debt, change your spending and borrowing. Debt is the result of two things, what you spend and what you borrow. So to get out of debt, take action and change your spending and borrowing. James 1, beginning in verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. So for us to make progress, for us to change our lives for the better, for you to have better circumstances in any area of life, you got to be consistent and have consistency of action. You have to demonstrate integrity. And with the help of God, all things are possible. I said with the help of God, all things are possible. And you might, in an area of your life, wonder what action you should take. If you'll ask the Holy Spirit for help, He'll give you help. If you ask the Holy Spirit for ideas, He'll give you ideas. If you ask the Holy Spirit to help lay out an action plan or small changes, small actions you can begin to take, He'll lay that out for you. But then we have to do our part and take action with integrity. We have to take action consistently. Say this, say, My Heavenly Father, Father. He is able to do immeasurably more than all I can ask or imagine. And His power is at work within me. So don't be negative. Don't say something can't be done. Don't say it's not going to get better. Don't say nothing is ever going to change. With the help of God, all things are possible. And you can take action today for a better tomorrow. And you can reinvent you or any area of your life by changing what you do and the action you take. Say this, say, with God's help, I'm going to set some faith goals. I'm going to set some faith goals for 2022. And with God's help, I'm going to reach those goals. And don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. You know, sometimes out in the fellowship atrium, young men will walk up to me. Or to my father, and they'll they'll say, What 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 do I do to find a godly Christian wife? We gotta be faithful, you gotta be consistent. And just because she doesn't show up in the next seven days doesn't mean you need to quit throwing the towel and go do something else. Part of the problem with all this technology is we want results in the next five minutes. But you gotta bring good for gotta bring forth good things from within. And good things take time you you go home in the freezer you got those drumsticks and they're fine they'll do sometimes when Jessica and I eat in a nice place I forgot the name of it there's a certain dessert she likes but you got to tell them as soon as you sit down and order the meal that that you want that dessert because it takes time to cook it and prepare it and to bring it out after you finished your main course good things take time but the apostle Paul wrote that at the proper time we will reap a harvest if, if, if we don't give up. So don't give up. Take action and ask the Holy Spirit for his help. Please bow your heads. You might be here today. Perhaps you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Perhaps you have never given your life to God. Our Heavenly Father, he loves you. He loves you. And He has a wonderful plan and purpose for your life. But it all begins by accepting Jesus Christ, His Son, as your Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes upon Him will have eternal, everlasting life. It is the greatest gift in the history of the world. And you can receive that gift today. The world that we live in, it'll lie to you. It'll tell you that if you're just kind of good enough, that's sufficient, and you'll go to heaven someday. But that, friend, that is a lie. Jesus said, you must be born again. The world we live in, it'll lie to you. It'll tell you that you can come up with your own path to God. You can find your own way. But Jesus said, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. To know God, you must know his son. To know God, to be a part of the family of God, you must give your life, give your heart to his son. And if you'll do that, your life will never be the same. Jesus said in Revelation, he's standing at the door and he's knocking, but you have to open the door. You have to ask him to come in. If you're here today and say, Austin, I have never... Ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, but I want to today. I want to give Him my life today. If that's you this morning, wherever you're seated, raise your hand so I'll know you want me to pray with you. You say, Austin, I want to be a part of the family of God. I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If that's you this morning, wherever you're seated, raise your hand clearly. Raise your hand high to where I'll see it. I'll know you want me to pray with you. You might also be here today and at a time in your life you prayed a prayer, you walked an aisle, but you know in your heart you've not been living for the Lord. You know in your heart you've been doing your own thing. Maybe you blame God, maybe you blame others, but you know in your heart it's because of what you have done. Friend, the mercies of God are new every morning. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1 and verse 9 that if we confess our sins, He's faithful. He is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can have a new beginning. You can have a fresh start today, but that only comes from repentance. You have to repent. You have to turn from what you've been doing, which is doing your own thing, and you have to turn to the Lord. You have to turn to doing things God's way, living God's way, thinking God's way, doing and saying what God would say you have to turn from being that old man or woman to being a new man or woman in christ if you're here today and say austin that's me i need to recommit my life i need to make things right with the lord if that's you wherever you're seated raise your hand on where i'll see it i'll know you want me to pray with you you might say austin pray with me i want to recommit my life for the sake of this young man we're going to pray if you raised your hand for either invitation or didn't, I'm going to ask you to come join me here at the front. We're going to pray. No one will think a thing of it. No one will think a judgmental thought. Everyone will be for you, excited for you, rejoicing with you. So whether you raised your hand or not, join us at the front. We're going to pray. Amen. Thank you for your courage. For the sake of this young man, we're going to pray. Repeat this prayer for me. Say, Heavenly Father, I repent, sins, I repent of my sins, and I give you my life. You my life. And times gone by, have gone I've gone my own, way, my own way, and I have paid the price. Paid the price. But, today, but today, I give you my life. I, my life. I believe, I believe that, Jesus that Jesus was born on my behalf. On my behalf. I, believe I believe he lived without sin. Lived without sin. I, believe I believe that he suffered, and he, and died, he died on my behalf. That he paid the price... I deserve to pay. I ask Jesus into my heart and into my life. And I believe from this day forward, he will live in me. Heavenly Father, thank you for welcoming me into your family. Thank you for a new beginning. And thank you for setting me free of anything that would hinder me in living for you. In Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for your hand of blessing upon this young man's life. Satan, you take your hands off of him. You take your hands off of his thought life. You take your hands off of every area of his life. He belongs to the family of God, he belongs to the kingdom. And God has a good plan for his life, a great plan. And I thank you, Holy Spirit of God, for being at work in his life, for filling him for moving in his life, moving in his circumstances, for leading him, guiding him, and directing him. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. we will take a few minutes and go with Mr. Jeff Hughes. Got some good things for and you, get you back in the service. Well, God is good. Our heavenly Father is good. He has good things for us, amen. But we have to do our part. And as we do our part, that's where the blessing is. And as we do our part, he enables us to do more and take greater action. Amen. And as I said at the beginning, message like this apply to your life. What are the actions you need to take as we begin a new year? And if you'll do that, I believe you'll end 2022 ahead and better off than the last year. Amen. I hope the message was a blessing and encouragement to you today. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.